Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is The Secret to Building and Sustaining Your Brand. Our guest is a CEO, executive coach, corporate trainer, and professional speaker working with companies to create an interdependent work environment and thriving culture through a growth mindset foundation, effective communication, transparent leadership, and higher engagement. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> he also mentors C-suite. It gets, it gets, there's more to come. So buckle up, buckle up listeners. <laughs> he mentors C-suite uh, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals to build and protect their brands by raising their level of influence as trusted advisors to maximize their results. His book, Master Your Inner Critic, slash resolve the root cause, create prosperity, went international bestseller in 2016. He also co-authored the recent addition to Mastering the Art of Success with Jack Canfield. His weekly radio show, Sustainable Success, is part of the Voice America Influences channel. He is also an accomplished business and emotional intelligence strategist, award-winning author, certified mindset expert, a media personality, and wellness advocate. Ladies and gentlemen and others, I give you Christopher Salem. Tony, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me today. Let me tell you, Chris, you know, I'm 55 years old, but when I grow up, I want to be like you. I want to be you. <laughs> well, we're not too far apart from another. I'm going to be 54 in July. So we're, we're like the same age. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, I have high quality people on this show. And I had someone recently who's is in semi-retirement, 73 years old, has a massive wealth of experience uh, and body of work behind him. Uh, you're as accomplished as he is, and you're much younger. You're you're not at you're not at your pinnacle, no doubt. You're on the ascent. You're the man. You are the man. I mean that sincerely. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I, I always say when you, when you come from your why and you serve your purpose and you show up to deliver value and learn how to control what you can and let go of the rest. It just, things just, the results just are a byproduct of that process. So I'm, you know, I'll be speaking about some of that here today uh, with the topic that you just. Sure. Seems to me that you are a man of discipline. It seems to me that's the only way you can be, have the life that you've got. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, Tony Robbins, who's one of my icons, uh, always says to embrace discipline, make it your friend. And I, I've always strived for that. And it's not, you know, it's, it's obviously it's not easy, but it seems to me that you, 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 you did that. Been doing it uh, for over 21 years. And he, Tony is right about uh, uh, discipline because discipline with consistency will allow you to, to remove uh, habits or lack of habits that did not serve you 
to adopt better habits and disciplines that will. They become patterns subconsciously. So the things that you don't like to do that you know are good for you, you will end up doing. So, and then over time, you look forward to doing them. So I wake up and the things I do each and every morning, I, I just do. I don't even think about it. And it's just part of my daily life now. But in the beginning, yes, it is never easy. But embracing pressure is the only way that's going to allow you to develop mental toughness to move ahead and whatever, whatever that means to you in your life and business. Seems to me that's the trick, getting past the thinking. It's the thinking that gets in our way. Yes. <laughs> it always starts with your thinking. Thinking, right. thinking is what leads to the actions. Well, actually, the thinking leads to what the decisions you make, mm. and then the decisions you make lead to the action that you take. So it's in sequence. So a Let's lot of times people are, are taking action on things they don't think about, and then they end up taking action on things that don't serve them. Right. They're on autopilot and didn't want to be. Let, let's talk about the impact of mental toughness, values, and a daily routine that build a sustainable business model. Well, it always starts with, you know, you the person. So a lot of times, depending upon whether if you work for somebody or you have your own business, it doesn't matter. It always starts with each person that's involved in the process. It's understanding your role in duty and what, what you're responsible for and learning how to show up each day to be your best, not to be the best. To be the best means you're going to be, you're looking to be perfect. Perfectionism is a, is a, is a, is a trait of being codependent. So it's showing up to be your best. There are going to be mistakes. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be failures, but you're going to learn and grow as a result of it. And it's developing these habits. But before you develop these habits that serve you, the, the, the long-term solution, or what I like to call the sustainable solution, is to remove the challenge, remove the problem. And that is what we call limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are established in our childhood during our development years. We often pick these up from a parent or two. Oftentimes, it's one parent over the other. I know for me, it was uh, the need for validation. The reason why I had this strong need for validation because my dad was never around when I was growing up. He wasn't at my ball games. He wasn't at certain things that were important to any child when you were growing up. And I was always seeking that attention. And when I didn't get it from my father, I sought it out in other people. And that led me down a path of codependency, being passive, meaning going out of my way to please and enable people so that you would validate me, all the way to being aggressive, where I would put high expectations onto people that went unfulfilled and that would fuel my anger that I would lash back. So my passive aggressive behavior in my communication being codependent really led me down a path of struggle, struggle in my personal life, in my business that led to uh, 12 years of addiction to escape the fear and the pressure. That's how I escaped it. So you can see how that cycle works. Now, if you were to go out and ask randomly a 200 people, do they have a life like that? I would bet to say that a majority of them do because they're operating the problem from those limited beliefs. And that dictates what they do each and every day that's not serving them. So when we can be learned to understand that we're not where we want to be, it's getting to the root cause of those limiting beliefs, which I can explain what that process is to do that. And then from the same place, developing new habits that will build your success foundation each day to accomplish that why, that purpose that you set out to do over time, trusting the process. 
you go deep. <laughs> and, and that's the uh, essence, the essential part of self-improvement. I mean, the stuff is on the surface is, is just the surface part. And wow, we, you know, we got even more things in common than I realized. You know, my father was gone in my childhood too, after I was 10. Uh, and uh, that was a, was a great sadness and it, be, and it became a great rage for me. Yeah, same here. Which is pretty common. And um, that became uh, alcoholism. I became a hardcore punk rocker in the army, which is the wrong place to start. <laughs> you uh, and I, I was rebellious and I was into hard, heavy metal music. And believe it or not, even to this day, I still am. I'm a, I'm me a, too. a metal head, even at the age of 54. I never left that, but, but I use it in a positive way, not the way I used to. <laughs> me too, brother. I mean, I just don't have the mohawk anymore, but I'm still a hardcore <laughs> punk rocker and I don't have all that anger. I've resolved it. And yes, that was yeah, critical. Yeah. That was critical to resolve that anger because it was really directed towards myself, of course, coming out towards the world. And uh, it was just self-sabotage. It wasn't getting, it was always one step forward, two steps back. I wasn't getting anywhere. I mean, I did some great stuff. I would say I did some very good stuff. All, all the great stuff I've done is only been a member of a team, all in cooperation. By myself, I do very good. But I can't really do more than that. That's, and I don't mean to self-deprecate. I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm saying that in comparison, when I cooperate with others, that's when great things happen. Awesome things happen. Let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Christopher Salem. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. What if you could get the results of being coached without a human coach? What if a computer could coach you? Visit www.perficio.io. That's P E R F I C I O.io, where you can get coached without scrutiny, judgment, or pressure. Okay, you're listening to the Self Help Coaching Podcast with Christopher Salem, who helps or helps a person resolve emotional physical and financial pain this is the guy you got you got to be listening to this if you already have been you're still you're still listening and if you just started continue because he's already delivering the value and i got a feeling much greater value is coming christopher tell us what is the secret to building a successful brand well the secret to building a successful brand is what first starting off what we just talked about building your own personal success foundation. People are going to see this through everything you do as time goes on. So, you know, a lot of times people say, well why would I have to have this daily routine? What what is that going to have an impact on my brand? See, what what you reflect to the to your audience starts from the inside out. And that's what we call confidence and self-esteem. Developing a success foundation will allow you to do that. The next step now is determining what are those core values that represent who you are and represent in your business and how does that relate to the audience you serve? So again, I know for me, I was operating from other people's values because I was seeking that validation. I was trying to become like my father. I was trying to become like certain people that I admired thinking that if I became like them, then I would have this success. But the reality is it doesn't work that way. We all have our own unique success within us. We can admire other people, but we don't become like them. We take certain things and find what is true to us. So it's getting in touch with those core values are. For me, it was transparency, integrity, and honesty. So I live my life every day personally behind the scenes 
and in public when I'm doing business from those principles. That also correlates with the business I run as an executive coach working with CEOs, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, when I'm coaching companies, when I'm speaking at industry events, working with startup companies, all these things all relate to, to those situations. Does that mean I'm going to be everything for everyone? No, because our values may be different. That's the thing about building a successful brand is knowing that you're never going to be everything for everyone, but you're always going to be something for someone. So it's really understanding personally what your values are, how that relates to your business, and knowing that when you're building a brand, it's not just for your business. It's for you and the business, because here's the secret. Well, I'm already sharing you the secret. The other part of the secret is many times you're going to build your business not based upon what you do but why you do what you do. It may have nothing to do with your business. Let me give you an example. And this one can relate to a lot of people. Let's just take a realtor. I worked with a woman a few years ago that was a real estate agent and she was struggling in production in an agency that she worked for. Now we were able to determine that she had some confidence issues that we were able to work through by removing some self-limited beliefs but there were certain things that she was caught up in that were not serving her. She was trying to become somebody that she wasn't, in essence, to try to sell her real estate. And it just didn't resonate. And she got caught up in it, kept doing what she was told to do, and it didn't work. I ended up finding out she also volunteered in her local community writing for an organization that catered to family-related matters. So she had strong family values. She really cherished writing things related to family stuff. And she had a, a lot of engagement from people that lived in the local area, as well as people that were looking to move into the area. Here was the disconnect. The disconnect was they knew who she was, but now they, they knew why she did what she did because they connected with those family values. But now they still didn't know what she did other than she wrote articles. She began to sign her name and put that she was a real estate agent, didn't say where she worked for, didn't promote any real estate, just said she was a real estate agent. Simply one addition, people began to reach out to her through the family-related organization, not through the real estate. That's where they connected on her why. And when they felt that she was compelling to them, and they felt that she related to them. They now, when they found out she was a real estate agent, now they wanted to know more about what she did. Can you help me sell my home? I know someone that's moving into the area. I, I would love to refer them to you. I know that's someone that's looking to sell their home. I really rather work with you. Now, they could have chosen 10,000 realtors in a 60-mile radius to do that. Why did they choose her? Because of her why. That had nothing to do with real estate. It was about family-related values. It's, it's learning to build your brand on those values indirectly, indirectly. People want to want to know what you do when you've given them a reason why when something is compelling to them. They, they, that is the secret, but you have to have that foundation, removing the limiting beliefs, build the confidence level, determine your core values in your business and how that relates to your clients, and then finding ways indirectly and directly to elevate your brand and be, give that value consistently through the channels that leverage your strengths. There you go. Awesome. So people, people want to do business who they know, like, and trust, 
who yeah. they see is congruent with their values, who talks, who, who walks the walk, because when the talk doesn't match the walk, then it's, you know, then that's it's, the brand. It's, it's like, like somebody telling you, like, they do this and, and you think that's that. And then you find out there's somebody else. Right. The brand is what, the brand is what you see them do, not what they exactly. say. It's the, and a lot of times it's, it's indirectly. I mean, I can give you so many examples of my past clients. I have a woman who owns or runs an ice cream company that caters to restaurants and, you know, into events. And she was able to build new channels during COVID when other areas of her business came down just because not had nothing to do with the ice cream company had to do with indirectly with her as a youth leadership mentor. And that led to different channels that she never even imagined to grow her business. So it's amazing what you can, what you can do when you really get in tune with that why and focus on that why before the what. And, and that's the, some of the things that, that a lot of people don't really put two and two together, but the successful brands really understand very well and do it on a consistent basis and generate a lot of revenue as a result of it because of the value they're giving. Right. So it's becoming or being who you truly want to be, according to your values, living up to that in that process. And yes. that, whatever you do is secondary. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, I, one of my heroes, you know, and when I created a, a virtual coaching program, our first home study course was by Benjamin Franklin. Uh, and it was uh, the way to wealth. That's what we adapted. Uh, and he was my father's hero. He's my hero. I imagine that you love Benjamin Franklin as well. Oh, sure. I love, I mean, the wisdom. I mean, you got to love that wisdom. I mean, it, it, just the quotes alone. There's so much wisdom in, in his famous quotes. And this is a guy, this is a perfect example of what we're talking about, I think. I mean, this guy, he lived up to his values. What did he do? He did 20 other, 20 things. But it was always just Benjamin Franklin. This is what I do. I, you know, I fly kites with keys on it. You know, I... I but he, I, he, he was, the other thing about, even if there was dirt on Benjamin Franklin, and there was, but he was transparent about it. He, he had no problem telling you, I love women, and he had multiple affairs with women. Okay, People would say that's wrong. Okay, you have the choice to, to say, yeah, okay, I don't agree with that. But it's not like he was hiding it. It wasn't like that, oh, I'm a, I'm a one-woman man. No, he made it very clear that he wasn't. He wore it on and his so sleeve. Very transparent about it. I, I, he's the man, <laughs> great. So, yeah, I mean, and uh, of course he was, you know, the way to wealth, he was a lot about, a lot about finances of which, that's one of the main things you you teach. I and mean, that's a yeah. critical thing in, in society. You know, you, you got to have money in society. If you're outside of society, you can do without it, perhaps. Uh, but in society, it comes in really handy. <laughs> and, yes. Well, you got to you got to live. But, you know, in this case, we don't. The goal is not to live. The goal is to prosper. And, it, and it's not about how much money you make and being a gazillionaire. It's about just living a life on your terms, the freedom, the ability to give without expectation and constantly receive without resistance. It comes back, what you give comes back to you from other ways. It's, and there's so many people that, that, that ha don't have a problem giving, but they have a problem receiving. And many times when they're giving, they're giving from, from a place of codependency. They're looking, they're giving because they're looking for the validation like I was, I was looking for validation. That's exhausting. Yes. And I did that to please and enable versus empathy and kindness. When you give from expect, give without expectation from empathy and kindness, 
you're being a resource in the example for others to do for themselves versus to do for them or to please them. Big difference. And then when it comes back to you from somewhere else, you don't question it. You receive, whether if it's a compliment, whether if it's something in exchange for something you did, whether if it's a lot of money, it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's one penny or if it's a million dollars, you receive without resistance. You don't break that cycle of prosperity. So it's learning to prosper rather than just to live and exist. We're conditioned to survive when we should be conditioned to live. And one of the things that you do, one of the critical things you do is you help people resolve their emotional pain so that they can do that instead of being in this circle and this pattern uh, that always reoccurs until uh, until they change it. You help them because changing it is that that's critical. That's the necessary. Got to break those patterns. Yeah. Let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with the man, Christopher Salem. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Benjamin Franklin taught that leisure is the time for doing something useful and that this leisure the diligent person will obtain, but the lazy one never. Visit www.perficio.io, that's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can transform your idea of leisure to make it actually add to your life. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast. And let me tell you, this is the way to start a Saturday morning. I don't know when you're listening to this work. Might be on the other side of the world, whenever. That's fine. That's wherever you are. Whenever you are is the place to listen to this and the when. But right now, it's Saturday morning, the end of March in 2021. I'm in New York. I think you're in Connecticut, if I'm not mistaken, right? I'm in Connecticut, right outside of New York. Yeah. This is this is the way to start a Saturday morning. This is I, I am loving this. <laughs> This is great. Thank you very much for being here, Christopher. My pleasure. So what matters first to your audience? Why you do what you do or what you do? I mean, you talk, you talked on that, but I want you to elaborate. I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll reinforce it. Yeah, it is why. Because again, think about it. Do, do really people really care what makes you unique and what makes you stand out? You, it's, it's why when you give people a reason, something that is compelling to them, when people feel related to and understood that felt feeling, they lower their guard. And when they're in the place now where they think that you might be able to help them, now they're interested in what you do. So it's the ability to know, know that you, instead of throwing mud at a wall and try to chase everyone to persuade them to do business with you, it's about connecting with people on those shared values. You're not going to be everything for everyone again. But when you connect on those values, delivering that value on the why, being compelling first, then the what comes out, what makes you unique and stand out has merit at that point. So it's understanding that process that if you can use that effectively in your influence strategy, which doesn't have to cost very little to no money to do, Leveraging your strengths to con- connect with your audience there. I know for me, I'm a speaker. I do that through s- speaking on stages, virtual summits, podcasts, radio shows. I have my own radio show, video. That's how I deliver my message. Now, I've written an international best-selling book, and I'm an award-winning author, but I'm not a writer. I don't consider that to be a strength. So you're not going to see me pumping out a book every year. I do it through, I leverage my strengths to connect that value to be compelling consistently through my social media and so on every day. That's what's building my sphere of influence. That's what's connecting with people on those shared values. And that's what keeps people reaching out 
And now when they know what, what you can do to help them, they become clients. And when they have a better experience, because they made a commitment to make that decision themselves, you didn't persuade them to do it. They're going to have a better experience and they're going to refer you. That's the secret, not only to building a successful brand and business, but also, again, to become an influencer, to really, again, build your business on that level of influence indirectly and directly as it applies to your business. Now, you're a partner with Deborah Peters. Uh, what is that business? Uh, well, I, 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 I've worked with Deborah. We're, Deborah and I just do certain projects together. Okay. So we're not like exclusive, but, but certain projects. Yes. You do so much. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I, I thought of Benjamin Franklin. He was a, a true polymath, one of the greatest ever. And yeah. you are as well, quite frankly, I hope you don't mind. Oh yeah. I collaborate. I love to collaborate with people. So Deborah and I've worked on some projects, but, but I would say that, yeah, it's not my core thing. Yeah. What would you say your core thing is? My core thing is, again, helping, you know, people to get out of the problem into the solution, whether if it's a business uh, or, again, an individual. I help people to, to improve the quality of their lives, their, their finances, also help scale their businesses, help them to, to sell their businesses, do mergers, acquisitions, exit strategies. And then the, and for business, for corporations to help build interdependent work environments. So if they're looking to grow their business, expand it's, it's looking at the inside. How are people working together, building that engagement to convert them from codependency to interdependency, leveraging strengths, offsetting weaknesses, you know, moving towards effective communication, active listening and transparent leadership, and then taking KPIs to fully measure the progress as people come together. That will reflect with more business and better customer service on the outside to their customers. So those are the things that I focus on. I do, you know, I train companies and then I coach individuals from CEOs right down to everyday entrepreneurs. We'll be talking down the road because I'm the head of my company. I was a life coach. I closed that coaching practice to start a technological coaching company. And we created a revolutionary product which should be launched. Yeah. And I'm the executive director of that company. It's just a title, but you know, someone's got to be the, the head. And that means someone's got to take all the responsibilities, what that means. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, you know, and we're, so we're very similar, but you work at a higher level working with these other companies and corporations and executives, really getting them to get the results that they want. I, I want to do that, but you know, I don't want to do it the way you do. You do it the way, which is awesome. Well, I, I, again, Tony, I work with also everyday entrepreneurs. I mean, I work with people that run small businesses, they're dentists, CPAs. Oh, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm alluding to that. What I did with creating self-help coaching is that any person, whether it be the layman or a co executive coach or a CEO or chairman, they have skills that they need or, or need to refine a master. And they can do that with self-help, you know, they, they can do that either with a, with a professional such as yourself or with, you know, by themselves, if they stay on the track and refine the skills that's necessary to do whatever, have whatever outcome they want, you know, and our first course, like I mentioned already is a financial independence course by Benjamin Franklin, but business is about finance. I mean, what's the purpose of a business to make a customer and keep a customer right <laughs> and so that's what we're working on you've got varying customers and your readers and your coaching clients and your corporate clients uh, I, I love it I, I tell you 
the more I find out about Christopher Salem, the more I want to be in the Christopher Salem business. <laughs> that is, man, is, you do great stuff, man. Thank you. What, why are values important to building and sustaining your brand precisely? We alluded to that, but. Yeah, I mean, values again, it, it really, it always comes down to values. <clears throat> and we're not talking religion or politics. Again, every person deep down subconsciously operates from these values. They don't, sometimes they're not even conscious or don't even realize it. But what happens is, is when we try to become something that we're not, like we try to adopt someone else's values, that's what we know consciously. It begins to conflict with the true values and we suppress it. We don't allow it to come out. And we, what we don't realize is that we're holding ourselves back. This is why we struggle, why we feel overwhelmed, why we have anxiety, why we get caught up in a fixed mindset operating from fear. It's again, learning to trust the process from those core values that truly represent you and find, leveraging your strengths and finding opportunities that can play to that. And again, it, you know, money is just a byproduct of that. You know, I'm not saying that you get into a, just a business based on your why that has no potential to make money. No, you got, there's got, also, there's got to be some rationale that you can generate income from it. But nonetheless, if, if, you, if you plan effectively after you, after you built your foundation and you have a plan in place, so you know how to leverage that to make this a successful business over time, you can achieve success. It doesn't happen overnight. But you got to believe in yourself and you got to believe in the process, trusting what you can, letting go of what you can't. And that's that that's what leads to the, uh, to the things that you desire. The more specific you can be in your goal planning, breaking down everything to the to the to the minute level, the better you're going to be at getting to the results you seek. The more vague your goals are, the results are going to be vague. And many times when I look at people, uh, their goals, they're very vague. Then they're using words like want, need, try. Want, need, try are codependent words, meaning want, I want to achieve this. Well, that means I have good intentions, but when, when a challenge comes its way or the next shiny object presents itself, well, that's my excuse that I can't keep going forward with this. I'm going to go for this. I'll try means, well, I have good intentions, but again, if something happens, well, it's not my fault. It's the it's COVID's fault. It's the economy's fault. It's the government's fault. People will look for excuses again. Need means I need you to motivate me. I need you to do this so I can be successful. Doesn't work that way. It's words like will and desire. Will means the intention is I'm committing to the process to control what I can, maximizing that and fully letting go of everything else beyond your control, trusting the process. Every, being in the moment, day in, day out, week in, week out, that lead to the results you see. Desire is the same way. That means that you've committed to, to doing the things within your control, you believe in yourself, and you let go of everything else. That is the difference when it comes to goal setting. And a lot of times I could see it immediately when I, when I look at people's words, I can see in their actions, how they talk, that will dictate where they are in terms of their confidence. And I, but I do have programs that help people to, you know, make shifts to change that over, you know, a certain period of time. It could be, you know, depends on the individual. We'll talk more about those programs. Yeah. But, you know, um, one of my favorite self-help authors, Brian Tracy, 
Now, I don't know if he's the originator of it, but as a gold pursuer and as the head of my company, I'm, I always am reminded one of the things I read in one of his books. It's a mantra to me. And he said, if it's to be, it's up to me. And that's, it's that simple. Noel is going to do anything that needs to be done for me. I've got to do it. Yes, there's absolutely, you must leverage, you must cooperate us, absolutely. You know, but I must take responsibility for making the things happen that I want to happen. And that's just, that's simple. You know, that's the way I see things. I agree hundred percent. And again, it's learning that, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to be up to you again, within your control. It's letting go. The magic happens a lot of times with, with the things that you let go of. It's like, for instance, that I'll go out of my way and I'll prepare a proposal for someone. And I'll do, you know, I'll put a lot of work into it and I follow up and then the person or the company doesn't get back to me. Yeah. And then I follow up one more time just to see, hey, where are you at? Or do you, would you like to review? They're, they still don't get back. I let it go. It's beyond my control. No matter what I do to try to persuade them, it's not going to work. I don't persuade anymore. I influence. I, I empower people to draw their own conclusion. But again, it comes back to the give without expectation. I already know that I've already got my value bank that I've given value somewhere. So it's going to come back eventually. I believe in the process. It's when, when you trust that process, the things you, you can't control is when a new door opens. Someone calls you out of the blue. I, I don't know if you remember me, but we talked about six months ago and you were going to help me and I got caught up in something. Oh yeah. I remember talking to you. I, I'd like to start working with you next week. Well, okay, so there you go. So that's the pro. That's how it works. But what we do is we get caught up in everything we can't control. We're trying to will something like we can control it when we can't. So it's just focusing on what you know and you can control and maximize. It. So that's what Brian Tracy meant by that statement: trolling what you can within your control. Let go of everything else. You know, uh, we mentioned that the fiance. You know about addiction recovery. I don't mind saying I'm a recovering addict, though. You know, I, I'm not in the rooms as they say anymore. I've been clean and sober 20 years, and um, a critical part in getting to that, you know, getting clean and was well, it's acceptance is, is really what it is. But it's accepting what's in my control and what's not in my control. That's the that is the critical thing. That's yes. the key, you know, having that wisdom to say I can do this, I can't do that. Right? That was critical for me. I, that was, I mean, that was the touchstone that, and, and that's a practice because, you know, always, because sometimes we think we make, we make mistakes. Oh, that's in my control when it's not. People are outside of my control. I can influence them, as you just said, but what they do, that's, that's what they you can't, do. You can only control your, 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 your communication, your behavior, your attitude, your action. And again, your emotions to thoughts. You can't control your thoughts. But you can't control what someone is going to perceive from what you said. You can't control their behavior. You can't control their attitude. And you can't control the action they're going to take. So why try to do it? But yet that's what people end up doing. They try to control things they can't control. That The secret is bringing it back to controlling what you can. And I can tell you, when you get into that pattern over time, life will get a little bit easier. That doesn't mean you're going to have challenges they're still going to happen but you're going to look at them in a in a positive way as part of the process to grow and become more i learn more and i grow more and my business has grown more through the challenges i i am grateful for my challenges i am grateful for everything that has happened the struggles i've had in my life 
to mold me where I am today to be the example for others to do the same. I don't, my, my thinking is different from where I was in my first 30 years of my life because I was the complete opposite of everything we're talking about here prior to that. So absolutely. I, I, I relate a thousand percent. <laughs> totally, man. <laughs> so uh, one more word from a sponsor and then we'll come back with the sure. final segment with business and emotional intelligence strategist, Christopher Salomon. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Perficio learns more about you as you make progress and then uses that information to help you even more. It is quasi-AI. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O where you can be helped by something that learns more about you because that is the difference that makes the difference. Okay, you're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with Christopher Salem, and he's wowing me with all his great content and value. Oh, I'm loving this stuff. And now we're getting into the final parts of the interview. Chris, how does a daily routine scale your brand how a daily routine scales your brand. Again, it, it allows you, again, to be consistent with things that give you focus. A daily routine is going to allow you to have more clarity being in the moment. Meditation, journaling, reading, making your bed in the morning. I'm, getting, I'm just giving you some examples. When, you have, when you're in the present moment and you have clarity, you become more decisive. When you become more decisive, you take action. You, could all, you also take more calculated risks. To grow, you only grow when you take certain risks. I'm not saying you're, you know, you're throwing everything out there, but what I, what this is how we're able to grow. That routine, a lot of people take for granted, but it is the foundation that's going to keep the train moving every day. The key here is discipline and consistency. Those two are going to help you pave the way to new possibilities in in your areas of your life and business, your finances that you've never imagine if you really, really focus on developing a routine. Meditation and journaling are the two core habits. I call them the cornerstone habits that allow you to get to to the root cause of your limiting beliefs at the subconscious level to remove them. And then at the same place to build better habits to sustain your success foundation. Everything else that you do will anchor itself from that. And that's the key right now when it comes to your brand and business. I wake up every day, seven days a week, and I do this routine every day. I've been doing it for 21 years. I wake up at 4.15, I make my bed, I meditate, I journal, I then go to the gym. I only do that five days a week. And then I come back, shower, eat a healthy breakfast. And then from there, I read a chapter two in a book. Then I review my daily goals for the day, even on a Saturday and Sunday. And that even on if even if I'm taking two hours to just do nothing, I plan that. If I'm going to go on a date with my wife Saturday night, I put that down. So again, the more the more the more we plan as well, and we 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 write down everything that we know and can control and execute on that. There you go. That's that's the that's the formula. Now there's a lot of other little things here and there, but uh, but at least we you know through here, Tony, we at least give them an idea what you know, the, what the outline is and there are other little things that you plug in to make this happen. Yeah, totally. I mean, those are things I, I, I strive for all, all the time and, and I haven't mastered it as well as you have for sure, but I'm working on it. And I think that once 
I reach a certain point, which I'm which I'm making progress towards right now, it's going to be a revelation. It's going to be a breakthrough, you know. And you keep at it. You know, I'm not waiting for that. I'm working for that, and it's a very exciting process, you know. And 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 be, be, being the head of my company, I, I I say to myself, this is the person I have to be in order to be the the person who deserves to head this company, the person who I have to be to lead this company. I can't just be a guy who wants to exercise and doesn't. I can't be guy be guy who wants to get up early and doesn't. I've got to be the exerciser. Yeah. I've got to be the waker because that kind of discipline will lead into all the parts of my life, including the business side of my life, I believe. Great. Absolutely. Great stuff. I mean, I'm all about self-development. Obviously, so are you. Uh, and and so much more. Tell me what what's tell me about the EFA that's empowered uh, fathers in action. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, Powered Fathers in Action is a five hundred one c three organization nonprofit that we set up. It, it incorporates all, all the principles that we've talked about here today on your show. But in this case, all we're doing here is applying this to not. Originally, we were applying this to help fathers become more. Uh, than just a, you know, a means to an end that they, they play an instrumental role in their child's development. But we're, we cater to the families. We cater to families to help them develop interdependent family structures free from limiting beliefs so they can be better examples for their children to grow into uh, adults with higher levels of self-confidence and self-esteem to become future leaders in their homes, their communities, and businesses, again, being the examples for their future children. So it's a way to break the, the pattern of dysfunction of codependency that gets passed down from generation to generation and just causes chaos and friction with relationships, leads to addictions, leads to you know, behavior that doesn't serve you, leads to never becoming, you know, living to your full potential or becoming what you're capable of to serve at a higher level. So again, these are some ways that we, we, we're looking to build a more prosperous, thriving uh, society when you start with one family at a time. And that's what EFA is all about. We partner and collaborate with a lot of different organizations uh, as a way to kind of move towards that. So that's uh, what EFA is all about. Yeah, and listener, uh, if you're interested in that, go to uh, efamovement.org. And I've been to that website. It looks fantastic. EFAMovement.org. So um, you do all this great stuff. And now, and uh, you've got a program out, Become a, um, a Prospreneur, which is very, it looks awesome. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so Prospreneur is a way of life. It doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur to be a Prospreneur. Prospreneur means that, again, it's, it's, it's putting your wellness first. And what wellness signifies, there's eight pillars of wellness. There's a social wellness. That is your relationship with yourself and others. What is that self-talk? Are you listening to your inner critic or your inner champion? Are you in a codependent, independent, or interdependent relationship? So it's about shifting from codependent to interdependent. Emotional wellness, removing limiting beliefs to operate from a place of in the present moment of controlling what you can, letting go of what you can't. We talked about that. Emotional well-being, physical well-being, finding harmony with, you know, exercise and eating more raw, you know, foods that are from the ground and foods that serve you rather than work against you, less processed foods. Financial wellness, your dialogue with money. Are you coming from a place of 
prosperity and abundance or a lack of or scarcity. So, so it's again, changing your thinking and your mindset towards money. Uh, occupational wellness. Are you coming from your why versus your what? We talked about that with your brand. Intellectual, uh, intellectual wellness. This is developing your mind each day, trivia, puzzles, things that are keep your mind sharp to solve problems, not watching TV or on social media for eight hours a day, you know, on Clubhouse all day, these types of things. Uh, and then finally, environmental wellness. What does your environment look like in your home, your car, your, your, your workplace? If it's one of clutter, then there's clutter here. If it's organized, not too organized, per perfectionism is a codependent behavior, but organized, then you're clear here, you're more focused. So when we can find harmony with the eight pillars of wellness for your wellness, and we can then align with your wealth, wealth signifies not only money, but also are you serving your purpose? Do you value your time? Do you, you know, are you living to your full potential? When we can find that harmony, then we can live the life of a prospereur from true prosperity. That's what a prospereur is, a way of life. And a lot of things we talked about today go into that particular way of living and doing business. That sounds like a, a, a must-have program. And you've gotten so uh, you've got some books, your award-winning author, one with Jack Canfield. You know, I'm gonna have to have you on again. This is too much to talk about <laughs> in, in this short segment. I mean that. This is so much great stuff. So let's just close it up. Um, how do how do people contact you? Well, I mean, the best place to contact me is at ChristopherSalem.com. You could also reach to me on email at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com or LinkedIn is fine at Christopher Salem. Again, I'm, I'm all about just connecting with people first. I like to see, you know, learn about you. If there's some synergy, there's no obligation for anything. It's all about getting to know each other. And I'd be happy to chat with you. And if I can provide some direction or connect you with anybody in my network, I'd be happy to do so. Right. And you're all, you're all over social media. I mean, I say that respectfully, of course, uh, but go either going to ChristopherSalem.com or emailing Chris at that email address, which is Chris at ChristopherSalem.com is the best way to, to contact him. And what do people have to look forward to uh, in the near future? Well, I would say that, that there, the, this is a golden opportunity to really become everything you've desired to become. And, and again, only your limiting beliefs are holding you back. You're allowing fear. You're operating from fear. This is the time to step into your greatness, to step into the present moment, to control what you can't let go of, what you can't, to give without expectation and receive without resistance. Give yourself permission that you, you can be more than you are. If people, if you've been caught up in how other people view you and judge you, that's your limited beliefs talking to you. It's, it, this is about you looking at you. And it's just a matter of raising your level of confidence and self-esteem. There are ways to do this. You just got to make the first step to tap in and make it happen. Uh, as I uh, mentioned at the outset, you know, I, I have only high quality people on the show. You have been at the top of that. And I don't say that, I, I said it so sincerely. What you do, you walk the walk, my friend. You, you, you offer so much value uh, that I want to know more about it. And I, and I think that anyone that wants to improve themselves will want the same because, uh, man, you've been an awesome, awesome guest. And we're probably 
we're, certain, we're definitely going to have to have you on here again. because Happy so to, Tony. It's been a pleasure to be here <laughs> today. I really appreciate it. Uh, we just want to say goodbye, Chris. Thank you. So, well, first, I want to thank you very much for having me. It's been an honor to be here. And I want to thank your, your listeners and your viewers to, uh, for being here, watching your, your great show. And again, you deliver so much value, you know, having, the, having this channel to uh, share these insights and wisdoms. And again, I'm just sharing from my own personal experience and things that have happened. You can too. So continue to listen to Tony's show as he brings on these great guests to give you, you know, insights that will allow you to help yourself in your life and business. Thank you, Chris. And I want to say, you know, this podcast is, is going to be launching imminently. It hasn't launched yet. Chris is, is, oh, okay. <laughs> Chris is well established. No, I'm going to say this as a compliment. Chris is well established. He didn't have to come on here. I'm a little guy. Chris, I would say is a big guy, or at least a medium fist. Let's say let's say that. We're keeping we mentioned Tony Robbins. Okay, so we'll have perspective. He didn't have to come on here. He's a kind and giving person, but we're aligned with values. We're all about self-improvement, helping others, empowering others. And I and I was very kind and generous for you to come on my show. I really appreciate it. You are the man. We'll be talking again. I think this is the beginning of a good relationship. To Absolutely, you. Tony. Thank you for having me. And all the best with the show because I think uh, you got your on to something here. And and again, the show is real and, and keep it real. That's what people relate to and understand. And they, you know, they'll always remember you know, how they felt as a result of it. That's what's most important. Thank you. And remember, everyone, every one of us is responsible for ourselves and we can all use some help. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, Subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.